0: May 14th. I'm Mrs. Byers.
1: And I'm Mr. Nemro, and you're listening to the Patriot Podcast.
0: So, welcome to this pre Friday. Mr. Nemro, we have a very exciting day to celebrate. Today yeah. is Dance Like a Chicken Day.
1: I can't. uh, I cannot get over how bad that song is, Uh, and the fact that that is like, yeah, that's.
0: I I hope our listeners were doing that dorky dance. Yeah, so um, weird. Just like I was. I feel like um, you know that's a song you hear at weddings
1: a lot. Every bar mitzvah I've ever been to. Yeah.
0: Yes, and and it is true that that song will get a lot of non-dancers up and moving.
1: So yeah, yeah, they just got to be desperate for May Fourteenth. It's National Dance Like a Chicken Day. really it's also hummus day
0: well don't don't knock my hummus i'm not i'm
1: not knocking it (laughs) i just think it's also listen don't diss the
0: chickpea yeah yeah,
1: listen i'm i'm a fan i'm a fan uh also you know who we should have on the show we were talking about this recently um i have discovered that kelly payne is like a chef
0: yeah i saw she she makes jam for her she makes we gotta
1: she makes homemade hummus we could have, we should yeah, it's have. It's not
0: that hard to make. I well, mean, even I, the non-cook that I am, I know how to make it. I,
1: I just feel like there are some things that like if you've never made before, like thinking about it, like also, I feel like you gotta have a really good food processor. I, I've discovered that yeah. there are some things that I'm better at making blender? now. Uh, I don't think a blender does the job like a food processor. Okay. I, I'm okay, just pli- saying. I,
0: appliance snob.
1: I, I wasn't until I bought a food processor and then I was like, okay, well, this thing is next level. It's also okay. national buttermilk biscuit day. Oh, which I don't bake. So we discussed.
0: Yes. Um, buttermilk biscuit. That's um, man. I'm thinking of a buttery buttermilk biscuit right now. That's uh,
1: a buttery buttermilk biscuit.
0: Yes. And it, it, um making my mouth water. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, well, thanks for adding those days. I yeah. feel like, um, again, I we always like talk desperate. about food on this show. How is that possible?
1: Because, because people are hungry.
0: So we have an announcement today. The Pioneer Ambassador Club is looking for a few new members. If you are super friendly and would be comfortable welcoming new students to our Patriot family throughout the year, complete an application and submit by May 28th. You can find the application materials on the Ambassador Club page on the Patriot High School website. And we will also link to that information um, on our site. Yeah,
1: so uh, full disclosure. um, Janine and I were able to get a big time guest for today, so I'm just going to let people know ahead of time. Nick Mayhew joins us later in the podcast. Uh, Janine and I got a chance. Uh, Both of us had both of us had Nick as a student. He's become kind of a a Bristow celebrity. I even saw him do like an ad on social media recently for Prince William County government. (laughs) I was like, right. I
0: would yeah, I would dare to say he's past Bristow. He's now Prince William County.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's big time. So uh, we'll we'll talk to Nick later, and we talked to him about our topic today um which is kind of like a it's it's not food related so there's that no, um it's, not. it's it's kind of like a heavy one uh, so i'm it is i'm interested uh to hear your answer because um as our guests know we don't talk about this stuff ahead of time so the, the topic don't. of the day is uh janine what is your greatest challenge
0: that is there's so many things that i feel like if you're living life right you're there's a lot of challenges you're trying to meet, yeah, but I would I would say what comes to mind right now is the voice inside my head and making sure it speaks to me positively and is and isn't critical. Yeah, that would be. Um, and I don't mean I have voices in my head, but i my my inner dialogue, um, it has been a lifelong challenge for me to to create. A positive inner dialogue, and as I approach fifty, I'm, 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 I'm doing much better than I did in my earlier years. So yeah, I think that's something.
1: I think that's something probably for everybody to to work on. You know that that having that inner dialogue with yourself of being positive and it being an encouraging voice, I think is 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 a tough thing. It's just something I think that a lot of people have to work on.
0: And that's why one of my most common greetings or um sayings that i say at the end of every podcast is be kind to yourself and each other because i think often we as humans are most unkind to ourselves so that's that's what i'm trying to impart be kind to yourself
1: how about you? Um, okay, so the the first thing I thought of uh, when, when the what is your greatest challenge thing came up was an episode in The Office where uh, Michael Scott gets asked by uh, David Wallace what his greatest weakness is. And, and, what did he say? <laughs> and, and of course he says basically like my greatest weaknesses, um, I care too much. I work too hard. <laughs> um, like it's right. just, it's Nothing just you know, humble. I work too hard. I care too much. And sometimes I can be too invested in my job. And, <laughs> and of course, like, you know, <laughs> David Wallace is like, aren't those strengths? And he's like, nailed it. Like, <laughs> 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 um, Yeah. My greatest challenge, um, gosh, this will be another one that my I I feel like I talk about my parents a ton. Um, I think they did create you, so yeah, fair. It's fair that yeah. Um, I've I am so biased towards the job that I feel like my parents did, as far as not just setting an example for me and my siblings as people, but as parents and as siblings and as teachers and coaches and all that. I feel an immense amount of pressure to, and, and not in a bad way, but in a constant way of living up to um, the level to which my parents have kind of set for us, and and not that I have to, you know, my parents are uh, humble brag, um, award winning teachers and coaches, like award, yes. like big award stuff, and yes. and I don't feel any pressure, like man, I'll never be as good as them if I don't also get. It's not that, but it's certainly a um, something I think about uh, it, when I'm parenting or when I'm, you know, talking to my siblings or teaching or coaching or anything that I want to make sure that, that I'm doing justice. Uh, I think to the, to what my parents have kind of set forth for us. I'm sure there are greater challenges. I mean, right. Well,
0: know, no, I think that's, that's an accurate one just, for you. Just par- I do. Yeah,
1: Just parenting in general is a challenge. Uh, yes. And Love my kids. No, but love I my think kids, you love definitely, my kids.
0: um, strive to live up to your, to your parents example. And I would even say um, to maybe a little extent that, that the be kind to yourself um, thing might come in the play here, because I think, I think you do hold yourself to a high standard for sure. And that, um, yeah, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No. And I think anytime I take myself too seriously, I just try to think of stuff like this. (laughs) <laughs> that way, that way, if I'm feeling down, I'll also feel ridiculous.
0: Yes. And I just want to say you're welcome to our <laughs> listeners for putting that song in your head and it's not going to go away for oh, a while. God, I'm,
1: uh, that's, I'm, that's and just
0: so you know, we're right there and it could is already running on a loop in my
1: mind. So you're <laughs> yeah. welcome. Yeah. So, uh, so we talked to, we talked to Nick earlier. Uh, yes, I, let's we, get him on yeah, here. He was super a excited to play that part of the interview.
0: And today we have a real treat. Our guest today is not only a 2014 Patriot High School grad, but he's also a member of the US Para 7A7. Oh, crap. I got to start that over. Take two. Yep. I got, I also have to close my (laughs) mail so I don't hear my, okay. All right. Take again. Three, two, one. We are super excited today to have with us a Patriot High School grad, Nick Mayhew, graduated in 2014. He is an accomplished athlete. He's a member, he's a Team USA athlete, member of the U.S. Para Seven Aside men's soccer team, and he's also a Tokyo 2021 Paralympic hopeful, aspiring to compete for the track and field team. Welcome. Oh, and I forgot the most important an important fact is that Nick is a former student of both myself and Dan. So welcome.
2: Thank you. How are y'all doing?
1: He's We're a, doing great. he's a terrible basketball player.
2: That's, that's false.
1: I have seen Nick Mayhew shoot a basketball and it's embarrassing.
2: I think that's the biggest <laughs> lie you've ever told. Uh, I think he's an
0: all around well-rounded athlete.
2: If I shoot with my left hand, I'm terrible. If I shoot with my right, <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, and right. for more information on that it's probably nickmehere.com nick forthcoming com. yeah forthcoming <laughs> so so uh before we get into our topic of the day nick um for for those that don't know in our listening audience before the coronavirus kind of epi- pandemic took over the world um you were getting ready to go to Japan yes uh, uh and yeah talk yeah. about that a little bit and then how that's those plans have changed
2: Um, I mean, it's been pretty crazy. So for the last two and a half, three years, I've been traveling the world, playing soccer with the U S national team and, um, having some success there was super fun. And just kind of being the athlete and person that I am, I've never really been satisfied with any accomplishment or any, um, kind of peak that I've hit. So I kind of just, as soon as I'm done, I kind of look at things and say like, what can I, what more can I do? What's next? And after I got back from Peru, um, last summer, we, the national team, we had just won the first medal um, in parent American Games history for our program, Woo-hoo. which was a huge accomplishment. Um, that was awesome. So uh, I actually got recruited to run track and field for Team USA. Um, the head director hit me up and asked me if I had ever run track before. And I told him that I did back in middle school and in high school. Illustrious, did.
1: illustrious career at Gainesville Middle School running track.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just did it to stay go fit. Hawks. But, go Hawks. I, 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 yeah, go Hawks. Uh, I just did it to stay fit, but nothing professional. And he said, okay, well, why don't we send you down to UVA to run a couple-time trials and see how you do, how you like it, and uh, we'll touch base. So I went down there and ran really well. Um, I ran the 100 and, and the 400. And um, and for the last uh, five months, I've been training 10 hours a day, six days a week. Wow. Um, oh to hopefully qualify for uh, Team USA in the 100 meter, the 200 and um, maybe the 400 depending on how I'm feeling. If I want to if I want to do that to myself, but um, the 100 and 200 are probably going to be my main events and so I've been training for those two to qualify for Tokyo. Um, that's to that's amazing. Of, uh, now hopefully um, hit that next peak.
0: Now for the for the Paralympics, do they have different categories? Um yeah. like so will you will you run against amp-
2: a the they call it classification okay. um you have to be nationally classified and internationally classified hey, and stop, each in- stop
1: real quick guys uh for for whatever reason my internet paused in the middle of that question janine so can you start that question over
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: and i'll just, so, I'll, just I'll stitch it together
0: right um so does that mean are there different categories for the paralympics would you compete against amputees how does that work
2: Mm -hmm. So the Paralympics, the way it works is pretty simple. They have, they call it classification. Um, So for different disabilities, you run against your disability. So um, with soccer and within different sports um, for soccer, there's stroke, TBI, and cerebral palsy. Those are three qualifications for the soccer team that I play for. I qualify because I I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Um, And within soccer, there's three different classifications. There's one, two, and three three being the most able of your disability and one being the most disabled of your disability. Um, so within track it's different. Um, and I would run against other um, cerebral palsy athletes. Um, so I wouldn't be running against other amputees or visually impaired athletes. They are in their own classification. Um, but I've yet to be classified. So for soccer, I'm internationally classified and confirmed, so I don't have to be classified again. Um, but with, um track and field i have to be nationally qualified internationally classified, and then from there i'll be able to then compete in in tokyo so um i'll probably be put in um a higher level classification within my disability um, right it, as, that's what i'm expecting but i will not run against uh, amputees run against other amputees visually impaired athletes run against other visually impaired athletes and and so on
0: Very cool. And tell for anybody out there in our listenership who don't um, tell just briefly what your what what condition you have or explain the um, the cerebral palsy that you have.
2: Mm -hmm. So for the first 14 years of my life, I went undiagnosed. Um, I always knew growing up that there was something necessarily wrong with my left side. Everything would just kind of felt different. I felt like when you hit your funny bone, you have that tingling sensation along you along your arm that's kind of what my left side has felt like my entire life but it had become my norm because it's what i felt every single day Um, i have less motor function less um less um, sensory um everything that you could think of when you do in easy activities such as opening a doorknob or tying your shoes or getting dressed i had trouble with um and then so growing up i dealt with it. As I saw fit, I kind of was just told that it was my non-dominant side. Um, and Hmm. those things were normal and I would grow into those things, but I never really did. And I kind of had a chip on my shoulder and was just frustrated with being told no so much. And I kind of took it as a stubborn kid to take it as no one really believed that I had anything wrong with me, but after being diagnosed and having my seizure in 2010, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, they look, pull, finally pulled up my MRI and saw a dead spot on the right side of my brain that I had a stroke in utero during my mom's pregnancy and officially diagnosed it as cerebral palsy. Um, Wow. And I've been, I've, I have a less, um, a less harsh form of it. It's more mild. And so I'm able to do a lot of things that unfortunately a lot of other people aren't able to do who have the same disability. Right. Um, but I mean, the, the one thing in common is that we, Kind of it all engages when we're all together and we kind of just push through it and um, work together to find a way to do the things that we do.
0: That's great. That's great.
1: Lots more to be found and we'll link to it. Uh, Nick's got a website, uh, nickmayhew.com. So we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Indeed. So Nick, we... Um, We've been talking today about, um, our topic of the day. It, it's kind of, this is almost too easy for you. So you might have to find a different one. Um, the topic of the day is what is your greatest challenge? And so you can take that kind of in any direction you want. Um, but if you had to, if you had to nail something down, what's a, or maybe not even your greatest challenge, but maybe like an everyday challenge that you have or, um, yeah, anything,
2: uh, I think i think the biggest thing that i've more recently had a had a challenge with is is more so my mentality um with everything every ever since joining the national team and um the path that i took to get to where i was was sort of was a roller coaster and there were so many ups and so so many downs it kind of just beat me up and tossed me around to the point where i kind of it, it molded my mentality to kind of think the way that i do now to have become the athlete that i have become and I mean, even now, I just don't even think that I have accomplished anything. And there's so many more things that I want to accomplish. So my mentality you of you have you have indeed. Thank you. I appreciate that. But um, but now the things that I've set for myself even further and now, given the times that we're in being in quarantine and I mean, I, I like I said, I was training 10 hours a day, six days a week, and now I'm confined into my own home with um, with nothing really. The, I, would, I don't have the luxuries that I used to have with the equipment and everything that I could do. And so I right. have kind of struggled with um, how to cope with that challenge of to stay fit, to stay motivated, um, to win a gold medal. Because some days I wake up and I'm like, well, it would be really easy for me to say that this this is easy for me to lay in bed all day and not do anything because I don't have the luxuries of, of doing that. But I, I try to find a way to um, get myself out of bed and do things and kind of keep the same routine but I've also found it hard to um, and I've taken a greater challenge of molding my mentality and my mental health and trying to get myself back to where I was a couple of years ago. Um, and I now I found it that I was a lot, I've, I've been a lot less happier than I've lately and just kind of just within myself personally of just trying to use this time more so of just taking time to myself and rebuilding my personal relationships, whether it be with my family or people close to my life and, right there's build up the personal confidence I have within myself and just the mental of getting myself throughout the day of what I want to do, why I'm doing it and kind of preparing myself for when I get out of this quarantine. And we all, um, we all meet on the other side of all this is how do I, how will I come out of it a better person, a better athlete? Um, and then just trying to do as much as I can um, right. to say that I, I did that.
1: Nick, is one of the biggest challenges of not being able to train like you were used to every day, the food? I know you and I have talked about the, the food that you have you were privileged, <laughs> like lucky to eat when you were training. Um, <laughs> are you cooking for yourself? Like, do we have to send you meals? Like, or should we be worried yeah. about what you're eating? Oh, no.
2: No, you need no, some no, whole no, fresh?
0: I, What's, like, I mean, we if, you, if
2: you would like, if you would like, I'm accepting all donations. But- sure. Um, I love cooking. Um, me and my brother used to always, um, always have used to have competitions sort of like chop just to try to see who could cook better. Uh, (laughs) granted, um, he, he, he'll say he's the better cook. And rightfully so he probably is, but I love cooking. And I mean, being, being at Patriot and being in the culinary program there, I learned a lot that I didn't know before and I've used that till this day. So I, I usually just eat more. So I kind of think of everything as a Chipotle bowl, so i kind of will make rice <laughs> right. and, and chicken and things and have some veggies and throw it all into one bowl with a dressing and stuff like that and it's good and i can change the meat that i put in change the veggies and change the uh dressing that i put on but i mean it's definitely more tempting sitting around in my house and having uh some oreos or <laughs> yeah. some frozen potatoes that Indeed. i've snuck in <laughs> i took
1: i took our kids uh it's it's exactly five miles from my house to Seven Eleven and back um, and we took a family bike ride, uh, to seven 11 and my kids had never experienced taquitos. And, and so, oh, th- that and, was and just you know, day. full, so no one freaks out like disclosure, like we didn't go in or anything like that. The kids, like we parked our bikes in parking spots and like had like a seven, <laughs> had like a seven 11 picnic and they, they're like well, this, what is in this? And I was like, that's. Eh, some kind of meat and some kind of cheese and they fry it don't like they're like this is this is amazing
2: don't ask questions yeah right don't don't ask ingredients just just know
1: that can we make this at home i'm like there's no way we can make one this bad for you at home but we can probably Mm -hmm. make a version of this yeah
2: right that's the biggest thing is, is before i started training for tokyo um i've never i had never trained at that level to where i was that extent of training every day for as long as I had. And my brother, who's been my biggest mentor, my best friend and my coach in a way, he came home and went into our pantry and our freezer and saw that I, I mean, taquitos are my guilty pleasure. Taquitos and Oreos. Those are my two. Okay. Sorry. Don't touch my taquitos. Don't touch my Oreos. So he came <laughs> in and said, Hey, like, do you want to win a gold medal? Yes or no? And, obvious question and he took my taquitos took the oreos took everything that he didn't want me eating tossed them out and just took the trash out and threw it out
1: oh God.
2: that's
0: a waste of good taquitos and oreos but Should he's
2: he... in north carolina now and i'm in quarantine so, I'm not <laughs> so there you go and...
0: <laughs> so thomas cannot have any hold over
1: you
2: yeah, it's that's just for funny. a little bit in moderation i'll be all right,
1: right. yeah right, yeah right. i feel like the same way if i put on some pounds now then when we're all free i'll look how much weight i'll lose
2: Right.
0: <laughs> we'll yeah, have a goal to hit. we we'll have an, a, a and a built-in goal. Right, right.
1: <laughs> well, well,
0: Nick, it's um it's it's been great to have you on here. I think um it goes without saying that uh, Mr. Nemiro and I are probably two of your uh, biggest supporters. Um, Appreciate that. He's he's Nick is one of our favorite people of all time. I think I can speak for both of us. No doubt. Yes? No doubt. Yeah, and so we um we are super proud of him always and we're so happy that we could have him on the podcast. This has been a real a real blessing. Thanks. Thanks for thank being you. with us.
2: You guys have been a part of my journey and you guys are a bigger part than you realize. So thank you very much. <laughs> all
1: right, buddy. It. It. it was good talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah.
2: Good to see you all. So much. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, interested in being on the show? Just email us at podcast at podcast@patrioths.com and we can now be found on a magnificent multitude of media outlets. Just search for The Patriot Podcast.
1: Be sure to follow us on all social media. The show is at Patriot underscore podcast. Janine is at Senior Buyers, and I'm at Mr. Numero. And the website is podcast.patrioths.com. That's it for today's episode. The quotation today is from Martin Luther King Jr. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Have a great day, everybody.
0: Be kind to yourselves and each other.